Hey, we're finally here. I'm here with two Canadian guys at the Wood Gym that have been here for two weeks. This is my fourth year having the Canadians. One is Matt and one is Alex. All right, you guys say your last names. Matthew, how do you say your last name? It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Uh, it's actually pronounced Betts, B-E-T-T-S. Matthew Betts. Betts. And where are you from? I'm from Montreal, Quebec. Montreal, Quebec. Alex, your last name would be? Savar. Yeah, I'm not going to try that one. No, I flunked English tons of times. Uh, and you were from the same place? <laughs> exactly. Montreal. And you guys played the same university, correct? Correct. All right, so uh, Matthew, tell me your journey of how you got to the wood gym. Um, well, pretty much I've just been playing for the last four years for Laval University with Alex. Um, had a blast there. Obviously got to know a bunch of good people there, uh, a bunch of my teammates who are not my brothers there. Uh, my journey to the wood gym basically is me trying to do as much as I can to to go to the next level, to the professional level, either it's for the for the NFL or the CFL, and uh, we had the chance, uh, and I'll, I'll speak for myself, but I think it's pretty much a story that's the same for Alex, where we're working with our agent, uh, Sasha Gavami, who uh, has worked with you in the past, uh, sending Laurent here, sending uh, Anthony here, who are now in the NFL with both uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, uh, in a sense, we're trying to follow in their footsteps, just trying to get ready for for All-Star game. Uh, I'm going to the Shrine game, who will be held on January 19th in St. Petersburg. So I'm just trying to to get to, to get in shape before that. Uh, obviously, we had a long season winning the championship there, but uh, we're just trying to stay in shape and uh, get ready for a great off season. And when did your off season? When did your season end? Um, I don't remember the exact date, but really November twenty of Twenty seventh, November twenty seventh. Is it like college football where you guys play like a bowl game or a playoff game? Because Laval is what you guys have been telling me and. Even the gentleman on the couch, Nate Gillum, who plays at Wake Forest, we were talking about, like, you guys are the Alabama of Canada, correct? Yes. Well, we ha- we're the team who has the most national championships in the history of our league, and we, we're, we're a young program. Uh, we've been... Uh, we're a program that's only been uh, in the league since 1995, so we have uh, 10 national championships since 1995. Uh, our head coach, Glenn Constantine, was part of it on the whole 10 of them uh, with pretty much the same coordinators. He's been the head coach for nine of these championships. Before that, it was uh, Jacques Chabdelen who was there, uh, who's been a long time in the CFL. So that's pretty much what we're seeing in a sense that... Um, we're a team that's been dominant over the last couple of years. Uh, one of the prides there at Laval is that uh, we have a five-year eligibility to to play football down up north, and uh, nobody's ever been through that program for for a whole five years for us. So for a whole cycle without winning a national championship. So um, we we like to say that uh, the guys who go there uh, will be able to compete for championships. Uh, but mostly become uh, better human beings and uh, just try to have a fun while we're at college at the same time. And and this is a totally different university than McGill from where Laurent came out of, correct, Alex? I think, yes. It's not like the same, like, it, the installation down there. It's not, like, as good as ours. And I think that you're going to McGill, like, for mostly, like, 
or school, actually, more than football. And Laurent's the starting right guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, for the <laughs> listeners out there that don't know. And he's dominated. He came onto the yeah. scene and, and, has, and has made his way for the Canadian guys, I would say, in the last, what, 10 years or so? The yeah. only practicing medical doctor in NFL history that's doing yeah. what he's doing. So I already was, like, training in season, like, once a week with the team because he has – he had like to do school uh, during like practices. Yeah, and I think the first year he got out of uh, Andy Reid was so impressed by him and his responsibility that he released him from OTA so he could go back and and do his studying. So I thought that was pretty cool. True. So Alex, what do you think of um, the Wood Gym and the experience you've had here the last two weeks in Knoxville, Tennessee? I I mean it's been amazing. Uh, you Patron, you're an amazing guy. And I love, like, the way it is, like, inside. It's like you want to be a savage down here. Like, you know, it's like you want to bang some weight, and I liked it. Good, good. I mean, I think both of you guys are going to tear up your bowl games. They both leave Saturday to go off to the NFLPA in the East-West, and uh, I think you guys are going to be super prepared. I know you're heavier, uh, hopefully leaner, not not slower, but, I mean, it's been an amazing two weeks, I know, and it's flown by. I mean, we take off tomorrow to Lexington, Kentucky, to work with uh, Chad Bennington, who was a Jets quarterback for 10 years and with the Dolphins and, you know, had him since f- 15 years of age from Webb High School. And uh, that's going to be a great experience. I'm even looking forward to basically chilling out on the ride, you know, and just kicking it and getting up there and getting some work done. And then uh, we get back. Uh, probably around four, and we'll do a light session with the Cleveland Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam, at five o'clock in here, and then uh, go out to eat and shut it down, and everybody takes off to their places. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm so excited. So take me through the process after your East-West game and your NFLPA game, which I know you guys will do great. You have Pro Day set up, obviously, right? So you go back, and will you start doing your training again, or, or do you do you guys have to go back to school? I don't even know like your education and where you guys are. Um, well, I'll start on the football part. Where uh, well, the plan right now is to host a, a pro day at Laval University for uh, well, mainly both of us. Uh, probably one of uh, another guy who's out there, uh, Samuel Tamase, was an offensive guard for us. Um, nothing's down, uh, done yet for a date or if it's going to happen, but that that's the plan for us right now. And the whole point of us going to our all-star game is to to get enough scouts who are interested in seeing us perform uh, for physical tests to come out uh, in Quebec City to see us perform on a pro day. So that's mainly the that's going to be the main objective for us for the next week uh, to show ourselves that we're good on the football field so that we'll be able to, to run our tests in front of the scouts. Um, if not, obviously, we'll still uh, get in a good physical shape for, for well, for combines because we're both invited to the CFL National Combine who will be held on March 22nd in Toronto this year so uh, this is another thing for us uh, for the CFL scouts um, on my part uh, obviously training will be my main focus for the off season but I still have a semester to to complete my bachelor degree so um, I'm finishing my degree right now in education I just had my my final internship uh, the last semester in the fall so I'm basically done but I still have a couple of classes to do to get my my final credits to get my to get my degree and you're gonna be a teacher when it's all said and done after football, correct? That's the plan. Obviously, I have a, a bunch of projects. Uh, uh, I can't necessarily tell you what 
what's going to happen with me, with my future, with my you professional career. <laughs> no, I don't have to kill you, John. It's, I would like to be able to tell you what I'll be doing, but the, the, whole, be cool. the whole thing of it is that I don't know, and I think it's part of the journey, not really knowing what's right. up for you. But I think that we're privileged to, to have been playing for Laval University, to, to, to have been there for, for college. And I think the, the main reason for that is the opportunities that will be open for us afterwards and I'm talking even though uh, with or without a pro football career I think that's what you really want I, I don't necessarily want to say that I played in the league for I don't know how many years, couple of years just to say I played in the league what I want to go out there is to to gain more opportunities, to build more relationships that hopefully will you know help me towards my life for the rest of my professional professional career and uh, but hopefully uh, I'll be able to teach uh, somewhere in between that and Alex your journey your path you know the, the big thing we talk about Canada we think hockey and and you said you played a lot of hockey also you know it's yeah. it's different to have the football and and we know about the CFL but now you guys are from Laurent to Anthony Alclair you guys are making a pretty good steam in the NFL uh, how, how did that come about for you? I mean... It, I mean, how did you know that football was going to be the direction instead of hockey? You know, be, uh, you said you played hockey, yeah. right? I don't know. I think it's, like, everything, like, around football. Like, I liked, uh, I liked to train. I like to, like, be around with the guys. It's, like, more a family sports than hockey, I, in my opinion, but I don't know. It's it's like going to war with with my my guys, and you're just it's it's a big family. So I was like wondering why, like what what it's actually like being a football player, and I start like training for real and start like aiming for the big league and. And, and, and you played them both growing up, correct? Like, yeah, and, exactly. and then when did you stop? You know, because all the American athletes nowadays, and they could probably tell you that also, is you do your basketball, you do your wrestling, you do your football, you do your baseball, and then most of the guys now, freshman, sophomore year, branch out and go, or don't branch out and go, okay, now I'm going to single, have a tunnel vision for one sport. When did you start doing that? Where you were hockey and football, and then finally I was in my last year in at uh, in my last year in high school, and I decided like to just play football and like I give up like on hockey. And that's it. That's that's what you were going to. And and your high school, you know, take me back to that because you guys call it a CJEP. Year so your your high school is is four years or three years or five years five years so five yeah so everybody here is you're twenty three Matt correct correct and and you're twenty five yeah exactly yeah you took a year off to take care of some family <laughs> issues and then, yeah and I I take a year off to do my firefighting school so it's like my plan B if if it doesn't work with the the pros actually so you're gonna be a fireman. Yeah, that's I hope pretty so. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty. It'd probably be the largest. You'd probably be part of the building once you get in there. Probably is there a fireman your size on on? <laughs> would you say squad team? What unit? What would you say? It, it's a team actually. Yeah. But how many? I, how many is in your fire department? That's pretty neat. It, it depends. I mean, in Montreal, it's like twelve to fifteen like firemen in the same like 
team and like the other town around Montreal it's like I think six or seven men wow that's pretty yeah that's pretty neat okay so now let's go one more thing into the sport and I'll stay with you Alex since we're rolling is how'd you become a tight end did you also play defense and then no. branch out again I I never played uh, a defense. I always played uh, receiver. It's okay. Do you guys uh, again down here? A lot of the guys go both ways. I don't know if Nate did. Nate, you go both ways. I uh, I did up to a point where until junior year, I, I didn't go both ways, and my coach didn't really like to do that. But I did my freshman and sophomore year a lot. Yeah, he went to a big school here in Knoxville called Farragut High School, yeah, which they have so many people they go. Yeah. You know, they could go offense, defense. But then, like, where Harrison Smith went at Catholic High School, it's the Viking safety now. Actually, he played everywhere on the field. Yeah. But most of the time, those guys have to go both ways because the private schools are a little bit smaller. Did you go both ways? And I'm talking football. Uh, well, football-wise, no, I haven't. Well, ever Nobody since I played that. in high school. So, uh, but... <laughs> She did, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got one joke out of it. Thank you. One laugh. So Matthew doesn't guys. go both ways for I the record for our listeners. Ways. That's all right. So. <laughs> so you just a DN, just a rush DN, no offense. Exactly. I, I played a little bit for some special packages as a tight end or fullback uh, in my years. But it's kind of the same with Alex. I mean, it's, that's just not the mentality around the, where we play because, I mean, there are bigger football teams, smaller football teams, but I think that as much as teams want to compete, I think they take pride in making sure that everybody who's on that team gets a chance to play, either they're a sophomore, junior, or senior in high school. So if you're on the team, we'll try to, to find a spot for you. So it's, it wouldn't be fair for me to be a better athlete to play both, I don't know, offensive guard and uh, defensive end, just because one of the guys might not have the same athletic uh, skills as me. So... Um, they want to put everybody on the field. They want everybody to, contri- to contribute. And I think that's uh, <clears throat> what brings a, more of a family aspect to a football team where everybody feels like they can, they can contribute to what we're doing. So your defense, your offense, did you come up with a, a certain aggression younger in, in age of like boxing, wrestling? You know, most defensive guys like to hit. And then the offensive guys, you're more of a passing guy. I mean, would you say – you're more aggressive, and we're like, okay, I got to start hitting people. And you're like, I want to start catching the ball and not actually run away from the hits, not take a hit, but like, I'd rather, you know, score some touchdowns. Yeah. But the thing is, this is why I changed like my position, like after uh, um, like two or three years after uh, in university, because I want like to be like part of the, like the box, like blocking some guys like the more the more physical game than than being a re- just a receiver so. yeah i would say nowadays that offense is defense and defense is offense where the aggression is is equal you know watching you guys going one-on-one with nate and all you guys doing your thing it's it's pretty hand-to-hand combat type jazz wouldn't you say like it's not i don't see any finesse to the game of an offense alignment or a tight end now that everybody's in so many packages of blocking. I mean, even wide receivers, the good ones are physical. I mean, you're an American football player. Wouldn't you say that, Nate? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the bigger, you know, some big receivers, like a slot is definitely smaller than the, the outside receiver. Does outside yeah. receivers have to block or the play won't go? So it's not like, 
I don't know, even when I was growing up, if you were physical and like to be hit, you were on defense. The coach in Pee Wee football put you on defense. And then, you know, okay, he likes to hit. And, you know, same thing with basketball, defensive guy. Now it's, I think everybody's physical. I don't think there's a separation of a finesse guy doesn't like to get hit. I mean, do you know guys on your team that are like, I think I could buckle him. He doesn't want to get hit. Well, there are definitely these types of guys, but I mean, it's just kind of interesting you talking about that because I've already had this discussion with Alex and he was talking about aggression and he was saying that that was basically his favorite part of his game. Either it's uh, to block a downline man or to block someone on special team that just hit people around. So (laughs) obviously he was a receiver. He's a tight end. Right. I'm not sure who went at it first, but I told him, well, would you rather, or I think he, he told me, well, I'd rather just smack somebody in the mouth than catching a football for a touchdown. And he's a tight end. He exactly. told me that. Though. Yeah, so yeah. So we opened up something on that because that, that was a topic that you see a lot. Oh, this guy you know, doesn't want to go across the middle and get hit, which I understand. I don't think too many people want to I, w- I wouldn't like it either. <laughs> but, you know, it's a collision sport. I guess the thing is, again, with Nate in the room with us, we're fortunate to have him, is it's a collision sport no matter what position you play. I mean, even if you're not having the concussion protocol of head-to-head, They've shown so many studies of just the bodies hitting each other and whipping the head is about the same same thing. I've been studying some of that on other podcasts I've been listening to. They've been talking about that. So what do you guys think about, like, the concussions? Have you? I'm sure five levels or five years of college football you've been knocked out, maybe all three of you guys? Well, I did, but uh, the thing for me is playing line a def- well defensive linemen, I think the collision you have – are with bigger bodies, but they don't come at the same speed because we're just closer to each other. When the play comes on, depending on the receiver, where even though he gets hit by a a lighter body who's typically not as strong as linemen's, uh, he comes in way faster because he runs a route and the other one's breaking on the route. So it's not the same type of collision. And I, I like to say from time to time that the people who play in the box and the people who play outside the box in football basically they don't play the same sport at all i mean you could you could argue that where receivers quarterbacks running backs it's kind of playing like seven on seven or flag football this type of stuff but then you add the guys within the box and everything just comes together but to me playing offensive line defensive line linebacker running back on a running play is really not the same thing as a receiver running around against a defensive back so Um, it's not the same type of collisions. Obviously, you're talking about concussion. I think uh, <clears throat> football has taken some really great steps towards fighting this uh, this thing that's hunting there are sports. But um, the studies show, too, that, well, I'll speak for Canada. I think football, percentage-wise, is the third or fourth sports in Canada where concussion comes more often. I think uh, from one to four, it's uh, soccer, hockey, ski, and then football. So I think they're, they're, we're progressing on that part, and we still have a huge part uh, to go on, and I think our, our generation will have to, to keep on rising uh, towards uh, making football a safer sport in order to be able to keep on playing for the next generations. Do you guys play special teams also, Alex? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I play on punt return. And kickoff return, and also field goal. So that's that's a little bit more of a uh, you know a forty yard run down, smash it into somebody, correct? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Have you ever been lights out or lighted out anybody? The only time it was at the, or last not not this this year uh, Vanier Cup, but the last one against Western, I had a, a bad hit on. The, I tr- I was trying to catch the ball in the middle of the field, and I like the ball was low, and I 
down my shoulder and the backer just smacked me in the head and I was like feeling all my body like left and I and I, I like woke up like two two or three seconds after and I ran to the bench and I was like pissed and at some point in the game I was like doing like I don't know how to say it like not not the right play and like my coaches like were like come back and like all the physios like were questioned me for um, to know if I was alright and I was like just fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not good to get fucked <laughs> <laughs> I was you're good uh, on national television yeah that's awesome that's, yeah, no. and that was what year was that your senior, senior year I mean, were you the same size you are now? No, I was a bit lighter. I was like 238. And what are you weighing right now? 250, 253. So we've been eating well and putting on good size. And True. Both you guys have gained, what, roughly 10 pounds in the last two weeks? Well, five pounds of brown bag, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting to be brown bag time. The other five pounds come from you, Charlie. Yeah, I know, definitely brown bag. Special shake at night. Man, I really appreciate just rapping with you guys. I just want to take a short time out and get a cool podcast because I know you guys are going to leave and I don't know if I'll ever see you again, but uh, it's been a pleasure you guys living with me. You've been nothing but utmost gentlemen and, and treated my family and the people in this wood gym at the highest respect, and I appreciate it. I love you guys. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you, Matt and Alex, for coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. We love you too, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs>